Hey, gorgeous mama. Yes, I'm talking to you. Welcome to the Tribe of Wolves podcast. My name is Natalie, and I'll be your guide on this wild ride. On this podcast, you will learn the tips, the tools, and the mindset shifts that got this mama out of her bed and back into her life years ago. We will dive into spirituality, science, magic, sex, pleasure, and all the shit that holds us back. Oh, and love. Always, always, we will talk about love. It is the mission of Tribe of Wolves to ignite the women around us so we can begin to unleash our innate feminine power. Because when we do, we create mad ripples of love and light and badassery in the world. God knows this mad world needs us right now. Okay, woman, I love you. Seriously, I fucking do. Let's get going. The world needs us. Tribe of Wolves community. Welcome back to the Tribe of Wolves podcast. Today we have Molly Kittle, a dear old friend. Well, actually, you're not that old. We're the same age. <laughs> the perfect fucking age. I'm, I'm um, perfect. I'm perfect. Um, Molly is the founder, creator, delicious goddess behind Story. Story is a place where people gather to share their stories, to hear stories, to connect. It was all in person in San Francisco, and it has morphed into this incredible online virtual event that's happening twice a month that is pulling in. I mean, there were a hundred people on the last you know, story gathering that I was at. Um, It was fucking incredible. So I have invited Molly on to the Tribe of Wolves podcast today because I want to introduce her to you. I want you to hear more about her story, about the power of connection. Um, And she's going to teach us a little bit about why we need more of it. So Molly, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you, um, your background and, you know, lead us into, you know, story. Hi, Nat. Hi, baby. I love you. I love you. I am Molly. Natalie is correct that we are in fact the same age. I know Natalie now for many, many years since we were little and, um, our paths have gone like this and we're back in a very similar spot in our lives right now helping women, helping people connect more deeply um, to themselves, to each other, and to something bigger. Um, Call it what you will. We are part of something larger than us that we don't really understand. And I think the story about story is that they say you create the thing that you desire, but that you create the thing that you long for. If it doesn't exist, then you make it. And so that's been my recipe for success for quite a while now. Um, I have a very unique background in experimental theater uh, back way, way, way long, long ago. And then more recently, a business strategy for a software company. And now I help people connect more deeply to all parts of themselves, to communities that they want to impact, and then um, trust that there is something guiding us and holding us and uh, lifting us up and that it shows itself when we are in community 
in communities that are authentic and supportive and brave. And so that's what story is. It's a community of people that come together twice a month on Tuesday, uh, no, the second and the fourth Thursday of the month, which made up a whole new event, maybe. Tuesday, what's that? We'll we'll find out. Um, And we meet on Zoom and a handful of folks stand up and share their story. And it can be read, off the cuff, moved, sung, played, painted, doesn't matter. Um, Bringing your authentic voice, telling the story that only you can tell uh, to a group of people who not only listen passively, but more importantly, reflect you actively. So that's really the the recipe for success at story is that it is not a unidirectional, unidirectional, what a fantastic character. (laughs) Unidirectional man. Um, It's not a one-way thing, right? It's not that you stand up and you're perfect and you perform and then everyone applauds because they're just in their safe little, you know, witnessing role. It's that a story is co-created between the sharer and the witnesser and the magic happens between the two when we reflect and support and I could go on for days I'm gonna pause I just had this incredible visual of like and this is what happens at story there's like the story sharer there's like everyone who is not you know telling the story at that moment and there's like this connection point in between us where there's like fireworks and magic and the story's not about the person. This is just coming to me right now. Like, but it's not even about the storyteller. Story's about where it hits you. Story's about like how you're co-creating it in your body, in your mind, in your soul. Like when I hear someone share a story like last week, when um, Olga shared a story about making love in the forest, in a lush forest, right? Or pleasure in, in the forest. I mean, I was like, what was happening inside of me was something that she even can't predict or know or, yes. or, or she's not even aware Unless, of course, you know, I choose to reflect afterwards, which I was, by the way, like holding up my hand and you didn't see me. Oh, that's the rough thing about Zoom. When you're in the room, it's so much easier to be like, do, 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 do. I know. I know. And I don't know how to use the like thingamajiggies, but. Oh, you were using your human hand? I was like. <laughs> yeah, the human hand stuff. I'm like, there's like four pages of people I'm scrolling through. And I the know, human I hand. When, when were our human hands not enough? It's just not fair. Oh, my hands are, my hands are enough. Your hands are enough. My hands are enough. My hands are so, enough. And that, Natalie, that's perfect. That's a, such a good reflection of the reflection. It is. It's that, it's that, um, I don't know who says this, like Byron Katie or someone, like it's not, yeah. it's none of our business what someone else thinks or, uh, and in that situation, it's like, uh, we, we, we can't take responsibility completely for how someone processes the information that we're creating. But one thing we can trust is that we are part of a shared experience. We are very, we, each of one of, each one of us is um, an individual. We are special, but we're not unique. We all are, you know, suffering is the thing that unites us. We all feel pain. We all feel joy. We all feel all the feelings and we all think we're alone in that. And that fictional belief, that lie that we're alone is what causes us 
suffering, right? Like, so I, yes. let me re say that it's, we all feel pain. We choose if we want to, if we are going to suffer and in our connection and then seeing that we're not alone helps us remove the shame of disconnection Yes, and own all parts of ourselves. And yes. that is the healing magic juice. Yes, 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 yes. Knowing that you're not alone, that, that someone else has experienced something like that, that the shame, the shame piece, right? It's like, um, I remember, you know, like when my kids were really little feeling like it's so, it was so hard. It was so hard and I was living in a community where I didn't know anyone. And so I didn't feel comfortable saying to the moms around me who seemed like they had all their shit together. Isn't this hard? Isn't this really hard? Like I'm fucking sinking in a pile of shit. Where is anyone else? But no, because I kept myself in my tight little, you know, in my house and then just kept saying I was fine. It's all good. It's all good. Right. I've removed myself. I'm suffering by myself in my house when really if every fucking woman or every human was brave enough to kind of step out of that bit of shame and say, yeah, it's hard. Having a hard time too. There are pockets of joy and there's pockets of fucking shit. And not until we are able to, to share that, and be witness to other people's pain and suffering and joy. Do we find that connection? That's the beauty of story, yeah. right? And the beauty yeah. of just in any any community, right, where people are brave enough to to show up and be seen. Well, I think that's really, especially for women, a critical allowing to be seen because so much of who we are are objects to be desired, admired, you know? So it, yes. we're, we're swimming in this soup of objectification and, um, you know, pitted against each other in the media. If I see another movie or TV show where women are backstabbing and cheating and lying, and it's like, we're perpetuating this thing that is just not true. I was so scared. I mean, growing up, I, you were one. I had very few, like, very close female friends because yeah. I was so scared. I was so scared of being betrayed. I was so scared of showing my true self because, like you said, with the moms in the neighborhood, it, everyone else was awesome, and I was. I could see all the grossness inside me, and so there was shame, and there was fear, and there was, you know, like what do they say? Comparison is um, is like the the worst evil because. Yeah. It just deteriorates you. It separates you. Yes. And so back to the connection piece, our power as women, our power as humans is in our interconnectedness. And it is the people in power who want to hold on to power that try to keep us separate. So the most rebellious thing we can do is to connect to each other. Yes. Connection is an act of revolution. Because when we are actually in community and connected and authentically connected, right? Yes. And not comparing and not playing the zero-sum game where there's one winner. When it's like, oh, there doesn't actually have to be one winner. We're making up the rules of this game. And we could be- And that's for everyone. Yes. Yes. And so as women, just to get back to that whole piece, it's like, God, you don't have to go. And although I think everyone should be marching and 
you know, being advocates for what they believe. If you just decide that you are going to authentically show up as you with all of your mess and your beauty, you're giving permission to other people to do the same. And so that is an act of rebellion. That is an act of wild, countercultural, world-changing magic. Yes, that's how you become your, you know, neighborhood rebel. And then suddenly the whole neighborhood looks differently because there's an alternative to perfection. Yes. Yes. Authenticity. And we're, we're, I mean, it goes back to the way we are raised, right? I mean, you know, I, I remember from my childhood, you know, learning to, you know, not show my feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, to not show certain feelings. So to not show pain, to not really show sadness. It was like, you know, the walk it off, stiff upper lip, chin up. So, you know, some person begins to distance themselves or create this, this, this bubble of shame around those feelings. So you think you just have to show up in the world a certain way. Yeah. Right. We have to show up in the world all buttoned up, tidied up, looking a certain way. Yeah. And we can go on for like a million years down a path that is way over here and not for today's podcast, but yeah. Um, you know, Sonia Marie Taylor talks about your body is not an apology, right? And she's an amazing we should put her link and bio in the show notes. She's just yeah. an amazing, amazing advocate for claiming and owning our body. And that all of this is downstream from a white supremacist patriarchal world culture. Yeah. So if there was no ideal, perfect body emotion, you know, we're all striving for this thing that is not us. No. And if we all okay. decide we, she talks about the ladder, like it's the structure that's in place. Yeah. So it's not even that like, yeah. sometimes we'll talk about our parents did this or we were raised a certain way. But they they're part of the system too. Yeah. They just right. learned it. It's like, you can't even, you can't yeah. point the finger at your parents. It's like, they're also victims of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like they're missing out. Yeah. They're, yes. And so it's like the, the buck stops with you. Yeah. We I have love to that work. ladder analogy of hers. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that ladder analogy of hers. Um, it's like you take, you have to dismantle the building away. Yeah. Yeah. And the lab, we have to dismantle it within ourselves first. Yes. And I think that's the work that you do with tribe of wolves, right? This is about reclaiming all the parts of you, yes. making space for the parts yes. of you and doing it in well, community. Welcome. Welcoming every piece of you. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had this vision this morning in uh, my meditation and, you know, I'm a crazy visual person. Like the, the, the things that come to me in meditation are like, they're like stories. Right. And the story this morning was like me, like literally sitting around a fire because I'm addicted to fire <laughs> and me like pulling in all the parts of me. So I was like, pulling in the part of me that's super fucking masculine, right? Mm -hmm. My like, 
I can do it by myself. The part of me who is dark and sad and swampy and slow and just dark. And the part of me that's like dancing on her tiptoes and jumping off rocks in the forest. And like, we're all sitting around a fucking campfire and like singing and hanging out together. And it's like, oh, wow, you're all here. Mm -hmm. You're all here all the time. And it's okay. And it's good. And it's what makes each of us vibrant, you know, fully faceted, deep, delicious women, humans. And that is the perfect time for me to normalize the hot flash that I am about to have. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh Bringing all parts of me to this podcast. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. If you've never had this experience, ladies, this is a miracle of hormonal (laughs) something or other. Wow. I do not think I've had them. I think I, I, I thought I was having hot flashes like four years ago, but it was actually me going off of my anti-anxiety medication. Oh, interesting. And, um, what I learned was that it was just like my body finding its own equilibrium coming off of Mm -hmm. Lexapro or whatever it was I was on. Um, so now I haven't experienced hot flashes, I guess, but my period is shifting really strangely. It's fascinating. I've been reading a lot about this. Um, and this is another reason why connecting with women is so important because we don't have this lineage necessarily of the women who have come before, who have shared all their secrets with us about how to go through this time gracefully. We have a, we have a really warped, uh, preconception that we need to replace the estrogen because it's gone away. And that's just not, how our bodies or, work. Or just to not talk about it. Yeah, just don't talk about it. Just suffer. How do we, so suffer well, quietly? How how okay, so you you're in a business meeting? Yeah. You're wearing a turtleneck? What do you do? You're in the you middle of the out in a sweat and you and you just <sighs> sit there? No, I mean insane. I know I'm going off topic here a little bit, but I feel like it's all interrelated. It is interrelated. We, What's happening with us right now? is is connecting over something you know real mm-hmm. and and feminine and natural and the fact that we can talk about this and then put it out into the ethers for other people to let it hit their hearts or hit their minds or in whatever way that had happens to reach them yeah like that's that's connection. That's, that's bravery. That's vulnerability. That's courage. Um, and that's what we need more of. Yeah. And there's no more waiting. I think this, this year has shown us all that. What, what are we waiting for? You know, when we grew up, they would say anything is possible. You can do anything. Anything's possible. And I, you know, it was the seventies, eighties, 90s we were like all right anything's possible that's groovy man this is like anything's possible and that's only positive right but no anything is possible so what yes. the fuck are we waiting for exactly it doesn't get any better by itself it doesn't. it's purposeful 
choosing our energy state, our attitude, our where we spend our time, effort, energy, where we place our love, the perspective we choose to hold. And if, yes. I mean, I a always choice. say I would have a choice. Yeah. I am. Um, people are like, Oh, story. Why story? And you know, this is like my new thing. Um, why story? And it is because it is the fundamental way that humans connect. We connect through story. We're always meaning making. We're always trying to figure things out in, in a narrative type of way. It's how we communicate. It's how we understand our past. It's how we make sense of the future. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I care about connection. However that happens in a positive, authentic way, I, that's, what I, that's my true north, right? And if there was a better way to do it, better, maybe that's not the right word, but if there was a way that I felt was more authentic and easeful to do it, I'd be doing that. So if people have ideas, I'm open to it because again, I'm just going to create things. I'm going to create more of the things that I want in the world. Yes. And stories, an incredible gift that you've crafted and, you know, created for, for all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now you also have um, like a workshop coming up. Oh yes. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Can we put the link to the workshop? Why don't you talk about it for a minute and then we'll also put the link to that below. So in the spirit of creating the things that you wish there were, I know that there's a structure that brings out the best in me. And I know that that structure includes moving my body I know it includes um, quiet time. It's similar to what Natalie and I went away last year this time, and we um, did a did a working session around tribe of wolves, and you know, really getting clear on the vision and all of this. Um, sorry, I'm feeling so. Um, this happens a lot where I just get this wave of grief just comes over me and I can't stop it. I don't want to stop it. It's, it's, and there's no story behind it. It's just, it's literally like a tidal wave just comes over me and I lose my breath for a second and it, my heart just hurts. Holding you. I wish I were really close to you right now. I love you. I love you too. I promised myself that I would keep showing up authentically in these moments. It really tests, like, it tests my um, my commitment to that. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> We don't, we don't have to, let's just take a few minutes here. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty wild. And I'm so curious about it too, because I know part of it is, you know, grieving my mom's death and, and the year that has been so traumatic. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then I wonder too about which parts of it are my 
hormones. You, you described the Lexapro withdrawal in, in a great way, because that's really what's happening is my, my body is coming into a new balance with itself. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that ha- it, it's, I feel like when I was a teenager where you'd just be, you, you're almost like weird things offend me. Like I have these reactions to things that are completely out of the blue. Mm. Yeah, it's really, and then it, then it passes, it washes over me and I'm back. And I just wonder if I didn't let it pass through, like what kind of toll that would take and how exhausting that would be. Yeah. But, but think about your lineage, you know? Yeah. And like, what does happen when we don't let this shit ride through us, when we don't welcome it in Yeah. and look at it Yeah. and accept it as parts of ourselves? That's the, the first piece of the puzzle, right? Is reconnecting the parts of ourselves that have been disconnected. We love us some Regina Thomas Hour, right? And that idea that if you can't, there are 88 keys in the range of our emotional keyboard. And uh, if we don't allow ourselves to feel the dark darkness, we can't feel the light light. It's so fucking true. So, yeah. So true. And we just, it, it is hard to live a life that is, uh, outside of that band of, of neutral, right? It requires a lot, but it gives so much more. It does. Well, and like that narrow life. Yeah. The narrow life of I'm fines. What, yeah. what I have found is that it leads to me this feeling of like wanting to feel something mm-hmm. so I would turn to you know maybe a drug alcohol you know shopping whatever it is that makes you feel something right yeah. because you've tuned so much out or told yourself it's not acceptable like we're meant to feel. Yeah. Well, and if we're not, so there's this book called Lost Connections by Johan Hari, another thing we should put in the notes. Yeah. This book is, it's so good because it, it actually takes the research and yeah. tells the story of why anxiety, depression, and other yes. issues in the world yeah. are so prevalent. Yeah, I bought his, I bought it and I didn't buy it. I got it to the library last year, but I wish I had bought it. Yeah, it's just, it's um, oxytocin, the love drug that we naturally produce when we are Mm -hmm. in connection. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like there, you've got dopamine, uh, there's this. Oxytocin, serotonin. Yeah, and and the, the dopamine hit is like the fix. 
But oxytocin is really what we crave and what helps us grow and thrive. And we only produce it when we're with other people. Yeah. So it's like we're constantly getting these quick fix hits of dopamine from all the shopping and the eating and the drinking and all the things. But we're not getting the nutritious, energy-rich oxytocin that is going to help us grow and thrive. And so we're tricking ourselves really into like the low end, the low end shit when we could be right. getting the good stuff. Right. Getting the oxy from connection. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, the, op- the opioid epidemic, what is that? Exactly. We're not, we're not producing our own chemicals because we're not connecting. Because we're, so we're, we're not seeing each other. Yeah. We need to slow down and make, make space to get to know each other, yeah. to witness each other. So um, can just anyone join a story gathering? Yes. You just have to um, have an internet connection and Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, we have a really wide variety of ages um, it skews primarily women, uh, people who identify as women. Um, and, uh, but we have some really awesome men who I call them gentle men. Um, it's a different type of speed, right? And it's a different type of intimacy than people are used to in, uh, online gatherings. It's warm and it's tender and it's supportive and, um, people really enjoy, supporting each other then it just feels good so yeah anybody can join thank you and um yeah and and so one of the things that I realized was there are certain conditions where I thrive and that no one else is going to set them up for me and so I need to do that for myself and that other people can come along so four days a week for the month of February I'll be holding space 90 minutes to move our bodies. I'll be leading some guided visualization and to help you get out of your head and into your intuition. And then we'll have dedicated writing time. So we'll be probably like between 20 to 30 minutes of writing time and then uh, connection with other people who are there. We'll do breakout sessions um, and we'll do some reflections and then we'll um, partner up for some connection in the downtime. And then uh, we'll culminate in a I hate the way I'm describing this. I'm so energy neutral right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm bored listening. Well, to plus, I love you madly. It's going to be an incredible, it's like two weeks of workshops, right? I mean, it's like you can four. go eight it's different four weeks, four times a day. I mean, four. Uh, Natalie, we have to, I have to well, do this, this whole podcast. No, we I mean, don't. Uh, Stop. I mean, I am like beside myself. Bite your tongue. Come on. This is awesome. Um, oh, <laughs> please don't. Come <laughs> so dumb. Oh. I love you. I love you, but you better edit this part out. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it. Um, okay. We'll, we'll put the link in, but if you want to take another shot at it, go ahead. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
like I need to clear something up. Okay. So I called it connection camp because the story piece is just a piece. Mm. We're there to connect with a process that allows us to connect more deeply with ourselves, that allows us to connect more deeply with our knowing, which allows us to connect more deeply with a community who can hold us. And as we start to change the way we think of a story, right? Mm. So there's this idea that we're in some kind of large narrative of our lives. And there are tons of workshops that can teach you how to write a story. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in helping you listen more deeply to your own knowing and your own self. Mm. So you can start to uncover patterns and then make a choice, like we were talking about before, and choose a different perspective. Mm. So there's the villain, the victim, the hero. And we're always choosing in our own narrative which one of those we are. And it's very common for us to slip into this victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And we do it all the time. Why did she do that to me? Mm. Why did he say Mm. that? They they looked at me weird. Why why did they cut me off in traffic? Yes. You know, it's like, hurry up and go through the crosswalk. Like everything's about us and how like someone's doing something to us. Yes. And it takes a lot of conscious effort to change our brain. That everything is happening for you. Everything is a gift. But it just requires that you believe it is. Yes. I, I love this. And I love the fact that you just like the person walking across the crosswalk. <laughs> I, can, I can see myself. I can see like a, a version of the older, you know, a version of me you know, occasionally now, depending on. <laughs> but I, I, I have to choose because I am like, I'm like, you know. I got some masculine juice going through me, right? Like my go, go, go. So I see this person and I have to tell myself this person is actually like a gift from God Mm. telling me to slow the fuck down. I, I actually think of it as like God has like placed divinity, goddess, whatever the fuck source has placed this human in my path to teach me something. And it's Mm -hmm. usually my lesson is Nat, Mm -hmm. slow slow down. Slow down, girl. Yeah. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. And I love that. That's exactly, that's such a good example. And it's something that um, we get to relearn over and over again and to cultivate curiosity rather than judgment. And so that's really the whole point of this exercise. You'll come out of it with some great stories. I have no doubt. And so will I. Yeah. But the way we're going to get there isn't from the top down. It's from the bottom up. It's restructuring and repatterning and um, pausing. Yeah. Pausing in a container of connected support so that we can give our creative genius, which is what it is, the safety and the support and the time it needs and the focus and hold it in loving attention, hold it in creative curiosity. Um, 
there is, uh, who was this? I think it was Seth Godin who says, um, your job as the artist is not to also be the editor. Mm. You need to, in the art, doing the art, whatever that art is. And I believe that everything we touch as humans is artful. Mm. Um, if we get out of our way and we let the editor move to the side, it's someone else's job to decide if it's valuable or, um, I don't know. Yeah. Let some, that, that's, your job is just to put it out there. Yeah. So we have to give it the space yeah. where our editor and our ego are taking yeah. a little break. Yeah. So that's what it is. And it's a little confusing the way I've set it up because I wanted to make sure that if people wanted to come, regardless of what their schedules were, there'd be at least one session they could join per week. Mm-hmm. So there's four days, four different times, Monday at 6 p.m. These are all Pacific, Tuesday at noon, Wednesday at 7.30 a.m., and then Thursday at 2 p.m. So if you're on the East Coast or West Coast, if you have a full-time job or not, if you have kids or not, you, yeah. there's something likely. Yeah. 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 And we'll be there. And uh, you'll be held. And you don't have to do anything. You can just show up as you are, and I'll lead you through. I can't wait. Yeah. I signed up. You did. Thank you for that. Yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, Molly Kittle. I adore you. I adore our connection. Um, what we have built together over the past 40 years. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. Right. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, there's so much juice and so much love and so much mm, just yeah connection between us and the things that we it's like you over there and me over here and together creating even you know this this conversation and even integral in the in the growth and the building of tribal wolves as well which i'm I'm so excited that it me too me too (sighs) okay i love you madly and i you dearest um have a beautiful day Yes. And uh, to everyone listening, we will put all the links to every single thing that we talked about (laughs) underneath this episode in the show notes. So go there to learn more about Molly and story and connection camp and all that good stuff. Okay. Peace out. Thanks for listening in today. Did you like what you heard? Awesome. So subscribe to the podcast and rate us. And if you want to dive even deeper into Tribe of Wolves, there are a gazillion ways to connect. You can find us on Instagram at Tribe of Wolves. Or if you are really ready for more, jump into our Facebook group. I'm there on the daily, hanging with everyone and pushing mad love around. And I'd love to meet you. All right. All these links are just below this episode in the show notes. All right. Let's get going. The world needs us.